increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Hey everybody, welcome back to STRonomics. I'm Bill Faith, and that is Kenny Bedwell. How are you, Kenny? What's up? What up? I'm doing good. I'm doing, doing good. good. Doing good. I love it. Kenny, let's talk about being a super host. Everybody literally gets super excited, and they should be when they become a super host. And Airbnb's done a tremendous good. job of creating this badge and making it be a thing that all new people, you know, strive for. To the point to where a lot of hosts, and I, I'm guilty of this in the past as well, to where we kind of let our guests hold us hostage and, you know, we're afraid of a bad review. I believe in hospitality. I believe in being a super host. I believe in, you know, trying to take care of our guests, but being a super host may not necessarily make me more money as a host. Is that fact or fiction? Super host does make you more money, believe it or not. Okay, done. Um, but, One but, minute, seven second podcast. There we See go, it, everybody. Let me let me put a but. So, I always love to ask the question. I I pose this in my group. You know, is being a super host special? Are you special for being a super host? And then, is it worth being a super host? So I need to define special. Yeah, special. What does it mean to be special? Because you see all these people. Uh, oh, I'm a super host. Yeah, I've been a super host for you know 24 consecutive quarters now, or 10, or what you know, whatever number they have. And here's the reality of it. 46% of all hosts on Airbnb today are super hosts. 46%. I'm not real good at math, but that's almost half. Correct. Well, it gets even, I mean, I don't know, better or worse, like in terms of numbers. If you remove people who just literally just started, who don't even qualify, they don't even have enough like bookings to even be a super host yet. So they're brand new. You eliminate that. That number jumps up to 55%. So more than half of the people on Airbnb are super hosts. And a lot of people, I got, I got in an argument with somebody in my group where they're like, well, you know, that's the nation average. That's not in my market. And I said, well, what's your market? And I looked their market up. Their market's like 45%. <laughs> you know, it's just like we've been trained or whatever. I don't know what it is, but we think that being a super host is unique and special and that there's a lot of people in our markets and only a select handful of the best of the best are super hosts. And that's- You know what's interesting, Kenny? Why didn't- people not take screenshots of their super host badge thingy that Airbnb emails to all of us and put it in their listing. Well, I mean, they probably think, oh, well, hey, the filter I'm filtered out or filtered in as a super host, which I think. That's really, in my opinion, the only benefit that I see is that they can, you know, exclude the super host when that becomes a requirement in their selection. Correct. And so, and people like, well, there, there are property management companies and there are other people who have really low reviews. And, you know, there are people who are just underperforming. And a lot of times they're one, they could not actually be, especially property management companies in a market. If you're thinking there's a lot in your market, they might not even be on Airbnb and VRBO. That's, right. that's a big one. And then two, they could overall, with, based on all of their properties, be a super host. What I was looking at, uh, I was working with a, a client the other day and um, I was looking through their property list. They had over 30 properties. And some of their properties had like a 4.3, a 4.5. And then I look over down at the, the host and I'm like, man, they're getting killed 
and they have the Superhost badge on. And I'm like, this is weird. And I click on their link and they the 30 properties. And I just happened to look at the wrong five that were less than 4.8. And then the other ones are like 4.9 or 4.88 or whatever it is. And overall, collectively, their average was enough to be a super host. But then they had some kind of stinkers, you could say, for uh, properties that were lower. And so conceptually, my mind was like, there's no way this person is a super host. When I started digging through the data and actually looking at each of their listings and aggregating it together, indeed, they were a super host. So just a few properties bringing it down. So I, I think it's actually clever, clever marketing by Airbnb to kind of elevate and make hosts feel special that they are, you know, better. You know, it's almost like this like title. And I do see people who aren't super hosts kind of get upset about it. Too. <laughs> so well, it, it, it uh, was special, you know, when there at was one point, 10 percent or 15 percent of the marketplace that were super hosts and it actually meant something the Really, the, the question becomes is, what is the sentiment from the general public? I still believe because Airbnb has done such a great job marketing the, the value of a super host for years, that it's still important to the general public. And if it's important to the general public to where that moves into their search query, you know, then I can tell you, I that's one of the first boxes I check yep. because I don't want a crappy host. You know, we get crappy hosts with super hosts you know we, we experience it together in the mastermind right and with these mega expensive properties and you know the interesting thing is i think when you get not to get off topic but even though they are super hosts when you get to the bigger properties they're typically not managed as well as the smaller properties right and and sometimes they're not even super hosts and it you know it's like a sub market within because you have a lot of these larger properties are just poorly managed. They're not managed by individual hosts and they're not managed. They're managed by these big, large companies who are, you know, doing things poorly. You know, the one ply toilet paper and the one towel in each bedroom kind of situation. And so it's consistent. Every uh, place we stay at for a mastermind. I mean, what, what, what do you think was probably the best one we stayed at deer valley and just park city utah was park city okay that was what i didn't go to of course (laughs) i think i think the one in a couple of weeks you know i think manisha's properties in the obx hands down are going to be the two best that we will have ever stayed at because we're staying at one of our masterminds you know you would be absolutely crushed embarrassed if you know we walk into a bathroom and there's one roll of toilet paper he's probably shutting them down the day before we arrive and literally walking through every room There'll be I 27 would. towels in every room. I <laughs> like 40 or I don't know how many people are coming. 40 or 50 people of hosts, super actual super hosts are coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, also the other problem is when you get super hosts that, you know, they, there's this stigma. Oh, I'm a super host, right? And I'm going to, oh, this person's supposed to be a super host, but they don't host as well as I do. It sucks. And many times when those people come and stay at your property, they just tear it apart. And there's no question, like, you know, the Park City, we had the the same thing. And it's like every house, it was a starter pack, you know, but the house was clean. The house was exceptional. It was awesome. They had a basketball gym and, you know, all these different things. They just don't do what a lot of the smaller, either smaller properties or smaller portfolio owners do as a self-managed, you know, property. And I think that once again, it kind of goes back. We talk about sentiment and reviews a lot, right? And you're doing a lot of research into that type of stuff. And I think it's really the sentiment of what the public believes. It's not for us to determine if a super host is valuable or not. I think it's really what's the public perception of it. 
hundred percent. And there are people, I mean, we just, you know, including ourselves, like I, I filter too. I only stay at places that are super hosts because I know that, Hey, you know, there's, there's at least a standard there. It might not be the best standard, but I'll look at the other reviews, but that's a checkbox. And there are people who will only stay in super. Hosts. So, you know, is being a super host special in terms of, you know, the number of super hosts out there, in my opinion, not really. However, the actual question and the important question is, is it worth it? And so here's the data behind it. So the average super host makes between $3,000 to $6,000 more per property than the average non-super host. So you basically, without having to really do anything else besides keep your review rating up and get the actual bookings, you make more money on average than people who are in similar situation or with similar properties. So that makes it 100% worth it to be a super host and it, just simply for the pure dollars. So I can totally see why that is. I think a lot of it has to do with the search queries. Yep. Right. I mean, well, you get wait, weighted higher, right? You know, in the yeah, I don't know that I've ever stayed at a property that is not a super host. So the, the question becomes as to what extent, I mean, so what's the, what if somebody's at, at, they have 10 reviews, they just started last year, 10, 12 reviews, and they're at 4.75. They're not a super host. Should they put in the extra effort based on some of the things we talked about in a previous podcast to try to become a super host? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yes. And that's kind of the, yeah. the ghost reviews that other people do, right? If you're not getting enough bookings. Um, and that's one of the problems kind of going back to where if you don't have that volume of reviews and a lot of people that use their properties for themselves or they work in their properties more than than most or, you know, your VRBO you know, you like to focus on that more than Airbnb. And it's, you know, I, I still believe, I, I, I shouldn't say believe, I mean, data proves that, you know, just the search volume, Airbnb is Google, there's no question. And there's a lot of people still that are trying to do this and start to contrast all this in my group the other day. They're not listing, brand new listing, not on Airbnb, not on Verbo. We want to control what's happening through our direct bookings. And yet they're trying to, it's a financially driven investment. I'm like, you guys are crazy. You know, you can control through Airbnb, you can control through Verbo with your cancellation policies and, you know, you can run background checks using, you know, Superhog and that type of stuff. There's a lot of things that we can do to control. But anyways, I think Airbnb is still the 800 pound gorilla. They're, they're probably always going to be the 800 pound gorilla. They are Google. They drive the most search traffic. So it makes sense. I would much rather be a super host on Airbnb than a premier host on Verbo if I had to choose. And I want to be both, you know, on mm -hmm. both sides. If you're at that 4.75, 4.77, 4.78, and you need to get that over the hump, that should be part of your marketing strategy to make sure that you do get that super host status, that you do get that premier status on Verbo, simply just because of how that's going to impact the search queries. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest things that people like, there's this big push now to do so, like, simply just do your own direct bookings. And I think that's, okay to an extent you still have like you were saying like i still think it's worth being a super host and getting the the eyes and the attention of guests to build up your list you know on airbnb or even on vrbo depending on your market just to keep that status but also getting direct bookings as well we should really try to diversify if anybody is investing from a financial standpoint not a personal standpoint hey i'll take two or three bookings a year with friends and family, then that's cool to be on a, just direct bookings only. 
But if you have any financial obligation to your property and to your future, you have to be on Airbnb and Verbo. And if you disagree, then email me, bill at billfaith.com or PM me on Instagram. There's my IG title right there. The marketing capacity of what happens from Airbnb will change dramatically from somebody that's trying to do your own direct bookings. Look, I'll tell you, and it's not ego driven. I'm the best marketer there is in this industry, hands down. I believe that in my soul. And you don't see me doing only direct bookings by any means. And you don't see Mark Simpson doing only direct bookings. You know, I get that he's trying to push everybody to, to direct bookings. And, you know, I would love to have more direct bookings as well. But for me as a marketer and an investor that does this for money, for profit, for cash on cash, for cash flow, whatever term you want to use to build out not only my life today, but my life in the future, Airbnb is my number one priority because they have the highest volume of traffic. That means I have to be a super host on Airbnb. Number two, and I get it varies market by market, is Verbo. And the problem I think where a lot of people fall behind, Kenny, is they don't put enough effort into Verbo. And they kind of just look at that as a redheaded stepchild and they just focus on, you know, Airbnb. Not taking anything away from trying to create direct bookings, but if you have a limited amount of time or resources, then I still believe your, your number one traffic driver is going to be Airbnb in almost every market. There's a few, and you, can, you see them even more up in the Northeast and Vermont and Maine and stuff like that. There's places that are way verbal, the older, more traditional markets, a lot of the Western North Carolina market, more Verbo than, you know, Airbnb. Uh, but it's not the norm, specifically in a lot of the emerging markets or where you have a, a younger demographic, you know, like Joshua Tree as an example is going to be, you know, heavily weighted into Airbnb. Even if you're running Facebook ads or doing email marketing or whatever it is, it's still going to take a lot of time for you to really build up your direct bookings. And most of those, Kenny, as you know, as a, a host like I am, that it takes the repeat guests. That doesn't happen a whole lot, you know, right out of the gate. And I look at my overall percentage of direct bookings, they're like 80% repeat. It's hard. We don't have that trust authority. And there's a, the more negative publicity mm -hmm. about parties and bad hosts. And now, you know, all the stuff that's come out publicly just in the last week or so about you know, Airbnb being threatened and the you know, stock price going down because of us, you know, trying to do the direct bookings and take that money away from Airbnb. There's there's some things that are going to come down the pipeline. I promise you, they will crack down on that, on us trying to, you know, get emails and, you know, stuff from Airbnb and, and taking that customer off platform and putting them into direct bookings. So the more traction that we get, I think the harder they're going to make it for us to be able to do that, you know? And I, the first thing I thought, and I, I hope it doesn't happen that Arthur, you know, stay that type of a deal can be in jeopardy some way, somehow, you know, to where they're going to try to crack. They want to keep their customer base just like Amazon does. Right. And, you know, I'm in the same boat as Mark Simpson here. He, you know, you don't want to build your business on the back of somebody else. Unfortunately, that's really what we have to do. The question is, is how good are we to transition you know, over to direct bookings, right? Yeah. So, and the only reason I bring this up, this isn't about direct bookings. It's really about how valuable that super host status is just because of that search query. And one thing that I think would behoove Airbnb is to make it more challenging to keep get and keep your super host status. Let's go back and make that more exclusive or create another level 
you know, and to give more benefits for that, right? And so don't don't really slap people, you know, if they do do anything about the, you know, emails or direct bookings or whatever, but give more credence to people that are, you know, doing more bookings or generating more revenue for you. You know, as an example, I think that we should pay less fees based on the amount of revenue. It shouldn't be across the board. If somebody's charging $100 a night and I'm charging $1,500 a night, I'm making Airbnb 15X. I yeah. should be taxed at the same rate, right? And there's no question, Airbnb will be the first OTA, mark my words, to pay to play. At some point, we are going to have to pay for positioning just like we do with Google AdWords, just like a lot of other industries have their regional and micro sites that do the same stuff. It's coming. There is no question. And and I will be the first one to do it. I promise. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because a lot of people won't, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. So yeah. that's where take advantage of Superhost status while you can, while it is what it is right now today. I'm pro Superhost, not at the expense of, you know, getting hammered by a guest, especially when they're in the wrong. I'm the first one that if, if I get a guest trying to take advantage of me, I'll call them out. You know, there's no question. But for me, I think Superhost status is worth it. Yeah, 100%. I think to go back to kind of what you said earlier, if you want to maximize revenue, I think that's a key word is maximizing revenue, then you need to be on Airbnb and VRBO and you need to be a super host and premier host. You don't have to have 100% of your bookings on those platforms. You know, we're not saying that. Definitely need to look at the direct booking route as well, but keep your status, keep being involved there. The top properties are mainly on Airbnb and VRBO. When I say top properties, top performing properties, they're on there. They're super hosts. They might have a direct booking site. They might take direct bookings as well, but they're not 100% direct bookings. They're all on Airbnb or VRBO. And look at your market too. I mean, like Bill was saying, I think that's really important that certain markets, you know, like for example, I'm in Buffalo, New York. Literally nobody uses VRBO that I know. Of. I get scams all the time. I did it once. And it was just like, just scams. Because 95% of people who come here use Airbnb. However, Watkins Glen, it's like 50-50. And so I know that. And I, I make sure that I'm premier host in Watkins Glen for VRBO, super host for Airbnb. And I keep both listings up. And then Buffalo, you know, just Airbnb. Florida, parts of Florida, it's only VRBO. Like hardly no one uses Airbnb down there. So understanding your demographic is really important too and where you should apply. So whether it's super host or premier host, you definitely need to focus on that as a priority as well as also considering the direct booking route too. Agree. A thousand percent. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> I agree. I, I love it. I mean, so the, the one thing I, I want to back up what Kenny just said, and then we'll wrap this up, is if you have a direct booking site and you are an Airbnb super host and you are an Verbo premier host, I almost said Verbo super host. But if you have both of those, you should take those badges and you should put them on your direct booking site. It's like when I do any type of social media, Kenny, I give the option because I'm going to cold traffic, you know, people that don't have, don't have never booked with me. They don't probably don't even know what my property is or who I am. I give them the option to go to Verbo, Airbnb, or direct booking. Because if we just try to send them to direct booking, we have no social proof. We have no street cred, right? That's where we need to use being the super host, use being the premier host as our street cred to try to increase the direct bookings as well. So if for nothing else, go in and get your status, even if you're going to be one of those people that just do direct bookings, get your status as a super host, get your status as a premier host, then leverage that to be able to drive more direct bookings. Awesome. Kenny, 
Another great episode. Thank you, my friend. Speaking of reviews, if we've driven any value for you, Kenny and I would both greatly appreciate it if you would zip over to wherever you listen to the podcast, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and just leave us a 30-second review, an honest review. Give us three stars if you think we suck. Give us five stars if you think it's great. Just any review, just like for us, is going to make us another 200 bucks. Just kidding. We don't make any money off this. <laughs> we don't make money. We pay to be there. <laughs> we do, actually. We do. That's true. But honestly, and it would mean the world to Kenny and I if you would leave a review. That just We want to try to get this in front of as many people as we can, so that way we can help them. We don't make any money off this. You know, we don't even, we don't even have sponsors. We started with Tyler Kuhn, who we both love, you know, in Western North Carolina, Savvy Realty, he's doing a great job, but, uh, you know, we want to keep it just educational for you guys. So if you're new to listening to the podcast, jump over to Kenny's STR data host, a Facebook group, jump over to my build STR wealth. Uh, you'll see a lot more valuable information in both of those groups as well. Most importantly, happy hosting everybody. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.